My Heidi Mike, checkpoint ten eight. Call Lisa Owen ten a. A lawyer says a sick baby whose parents want him to only be treated with blood from unvaccinated people is getting sicker with every heartbeat. Te Fatu Order Health New Zealand has gone to court to ask for guardianship of the four-month-old baby so doctors can treat him. But as parents are adamant, they don't want that to happen if it involves blood from a vaccinated person. Our health correspondent Rowan Quinn and camera operator Marika Habazi have the story. The four-month-old baby was held by his mother as she spoke to media outside court. He was calm and alert in her arms, a tube in his nose, as she explained his condition. He's got um, pulmonary valve stenosis. So that's a condition that people can live with and they can be athletes and if it's mild or moderate, but his is severe, so it needs... He's got an obstruction in his heart, so it needs... um, Both Te Whatu Ora and the parents agree he needs an urgent operation, but the sticking point is the blood that could be used as part of that. The New Zealand Blood Service doesn't allow people to choose their own donors. The family say they have 20 ready to go. We're desperate for an operation, but we need to have safe blood. That is is our right as a mother and as my voice for my baby. About 100 supporters and anti-vaxxers rallied outside the High Court, many holding placards. In court, the baby sat with his parents and his twin brother in the front row of the public gallery as lawyers discussed his case. For Te Whatu Ora, Paul White says the matter needs to be sorted urgently because the baby is now in uncharted territory. Effectively, by this stage, several weeks ago, a, a child with this condition would have been treated. And... Uh, you know, with every heartbeat, really, it's um, potentially causing further damage to his heart. So the earliest we can get on um, with hearing this is appreciated. Te Whatu Ora is asking the court to take over guardianship of the baby and then appoint the doctors to be agents for his medical care and his parents to be agents for all other care. But the parents' lawyer, Sue Gray, said it didn't need to come to this. They seem to have taken the view that because they label my clients as conspiracy theorists, that anything my clients say can be ignored, whereas my submission is obviously that everything has to be looked at on its merits. Justice Harvey set a hearing date for Tuesday and thanked the lawyers for their constructive approach to a sensitive matter. He says he has no doubt they're all seeking a sensible resolution. Rebecca Keenan is a medical lawyer at Liberty Law and also a former nurse, and she joins us now. Kia ora, Rebecca. Kia ora. Parents decide things all the time for their children, and some of those decisions not everyone would agree with. So where is the legal line in things like this? Well, the legal line comes down to what is in the child's best interest. And when it comes to medical treatment, so normally the parents have guardianship where a child is not at an age to give that consent themselves. Normally the parent steps in and takes over on the advice of the medical practitioners. However, this falls apart when the parents and the medical team disagree on what the right step is to take. And that's why there's this uh, legal form within our law that allows the health practitioners to take a application to the High Court, which comes down in uh, their special uh, jurisdiction to allow them to become 
the guardian over the child specifically for the medical treatment sought. But as you said just previously, it allows the parents to reign generally um, a guardian over every other decision that is made for the child. What are the key factors here? Does it have to be a life and death situation? Well, usually it does come down to that because the courts would much rather that the medical team and the child's parents come to an agreement over how they can move forward. But obviously the doctors are saying that in this case, with this young child, the heart is at such a degree that his life is hanging by a thread and that we don't have the time anymore to try and get to an equal situation where we both agree what can happen. And in those situations, the courts will generally decide uh, on the side of the doctors because our law says that the best interest of the child is paramount. And so in those situations, they will decide on the side of the health board. I want to get to the issue of urgency in a minute, but in terms of yeah. the guardianship, you talked about how the parents would potentially remain guardians for every other aspect, That's and true. then someone would be appointed guardian for medical care. Where does that start and finish? So would the court say it's only for the operation, or how long after the operation? What if there are subsequent interventions that are needed? How well, does it they, work? They're going to be guided by the order that is applied for by the health board, and they're guided by by the specialists who are seeking that within the health board. So that would be found in the application that's actually being put forward to the High Court to consider. And the doctors would say, well, we need um, for the court to take guardianship over the child in terms of the heart treatment, anything to do with the surgery, the preoperative care, the postoperative care, and and as such, that may require the blood transfusions that they are talking about. And then they would ask for the court to appoint the doctors who are seeking that to be um, the court's guardians as such and for, for the client. So really it's guided by the doctor's specialist knowledge as to where it starts and finishes. But I would say it's, this is... It seems to be a question over that they don't want them to have blood by people who have potentially had the COVID uh, vaccination. So that's actually fairly limited. So it may just be for the surgery itself and the post-operative, the immediate post-operative care. Rebecca, is it material to the court whether a person, in this case a parent's decision, is based on dis or misinformation or unproven theories, if it's still their honestly held belief? Uh, well, not, I don't think the courts would because it comes down to it. It's like a religious belief, isn't it? A lot of people would say that for religious beliefs that there's no foundation for it. But this, uh, this is the parent's firmly held belief that they're acting in the best interest of the child and the courts would just weigh that up, whether it's a proven fact or not. Uh, I suppose you could say that as a fact that would make the health board's case stronger because they would be saying to the judge, well, we're saying that though they have this fear, which is a legitimate fear for them, the science 
doesn't back up that fear. And because of that, we're saying the risks involved are so minor that you should be deciding the best interest of this child to have the blood that we're saying is safe for this child. Rebecca, given there is a degree of urgency and already heard in court today was the fact that with every beat of the heart, this young baby could be getting sicker. The court is not hearing this case until next week. Um, presumably a decision will follow with reasonable urgency. Is there still the prospect that people could appeal and go to a higher court It could drag on? Uh, well, I would say that usually in this, in fact, it's like this. If the child's condition deteriorates further, the health board's lawyer could go back to the court and say, you know, we're at a stage we can't wait till next week. We have to go on and the order would be made and therefore any appeal would probably be too late. So because what happens sometimes is that you can get an order and if the, the court grant the doctors to act how they wish to act, then they can immediately prep that child for surgery and take that child in for surgery and give them the surgery and the blood that they think is necessary, whatever they think is necessary for treatment. And therefore an appeal on that probably would be too late. It wouldn't hold it up as such. Thank you, Rebecca. Interesting to talk to you. That is Rebecca Keenan, who's a medical lawyer at Liberty Law, and she was a former nurse as well. It is 16 minutes after five. Kiamo Tonumai, stay with us. You're listening.